How are you doing? I am fine, I'm fine. And you? Yeah, I'm good, I'm good. You know, it's nice that finally, after all these years, to speak to somebody in my own time zone. Yeah. It's such a bonus. <laughs> I'm uh, so but... used to speaking to people eight hours ahead, eight hours behind, five, six, all the rest of it. And to get somebody yeah. in Portugal, you know, on the same line is, is just wonderful. Yeah, it's wonderful. But you, you do some interviews on your own country or not? I do some, but generally speaking, it's uh, few and far between for some reason. Everybody seems to be out. Or perhaps perhaps that's just my, my own interest. What part of Portugal are you in? Uh, now I'm in the south. Almost okay. in the south. So Portugal, it's, it's a little country. Yeah. Maybe smaller than Great Britain, if you if you if you say about that, that Scotland and Great Britain Ireland. So Portugal, it's it's smaller, I think. Okay, so I mean Alentejo. Alentejo, okay. Alentejo, yes. It's a very very plain plain mm -hmm. sight. Yeah, yeah. I've I've heard about it. I've I've spent uh, quite a few years coming back and forth to Portugal different places i've been around the country but never to alentejo oh you've been here oh, yeah quite probably. a few times yeah quite a few times and um uh over there it's not for actually maybe not for around about 12 years now but in the nine noughties up until i suppose 2010 or 11 i came quite a lot and um everybody always joked about alentejo it's like it's really flat and hot everybody has big sombreros and you know a joke, you know, but because of the weather, it's almost like a Mexican feel to it. It's slower, it's easier, it's more of a um, yeah. countryside feel. Is that right? Yeah, it's, it's very hot. The, the the temperature varies a lot during the day, so you uh -huh. can have like, do, do you have Celsius in, in England? Uh, Celsius, degrees? yeah. yeah Celsius. So we have yeah. like 10, 10 degrees during the night or 9 degrees and during the day 30. Okay. So it's... It's a huge variation. <laughs> so That's, today, uh, there were 31 degrees. You could oh, already really? be at the, at the beach or at the lake, yeah, enjoying the, the summer almost. Rui, I'm, I'm there. I'm already there. I'm on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the plane. But I used to go to, like, a lot of British people. I used to travel to Algarve. Mm -hmm. um, but after the first year I visited, uh, I was staying in a little tiny town near a bigger town called Tavira. Just still near, not a big town, Tavira. Coast, yeah. yeah, near the coast. And so I was staying in a place called Luz de Tavira, which was mm -hmm. about 16 kilometers away or something like that. I had a bike and I was um, cycling every day on the, the double, on the A road part of that, that main motorway, the really dangerous motorway. What's that called again? The, um, uh, I really don't know. It, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Treacherous. There's a, there's a very dangerous road, but it's not a motorway. Motorways, you generally, yeah, it's like National 125. It's very, it's very, it's very known in Portugal to 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 have many accidents, but it's it's well, a national road. Not yeah, this is the thing. I know. I, I, I well, it was a road. It was two lanes. You know, it was two lanes with a dirt track and a drainage channel okay. on either side. And one of the days when I was cycling, I experienced for the first time this Portuguese. Um, driving thing that, that I never heard about before, which is when somebody wants to overtake, they overtake into the oncoming traffic, and the traffic in front of them, this is an Algarve anyway, moves to the side and lets them through. Uh, On not, a country that's road. very common now, I think, but yeah, mm. some people this can is, do that. 
2000, the year 2000, in fact, it was it was before beginning of the noughties. And I'm on my bike, I'm cycling away. Yeah. And suddenly I see this car pull out in front of the other car, come towards us. And I see cars beside me. I'm thinking, what's going on? They start moving into me. I had to ditch the bike. I'm in the ditch. The wheels are spinning. Whoa. The cars, zoo, zoo, zoo. Everybody goes. Nobody stops. <laughs> So, so you don't have to check if I'm okay. So many good and memories thought, from Portugal, at least. No, well, that was just the first time. I have <laughs> great like memories. savages mm. No, yeah. it's a wonderful place. I love it. I still have Portuguese friends from that time. You know, we when yeah. I came back years afterwards, we we kept in touch. It's wonderful. I love the food. I love the bifana. I love the bacalhau, uh, mejuaj, all the wonderful things. Yeah, all, the, all, that all the fish, you know, the, the all the you, fish, you a lot of fish, yeah. and of course, you know, the awesome coffee, the galau, you know, which is like a cappuccino that tastes good, which I, you know, that's a, that's what, nice what, thing. What, I, I didn't understand. Uh, I, I think they call this coffee a galau, galau. Oh, the coffee galau, yes, yeah, yeah. like half milk, half of coffee. Yeah, like an upside you down. Drink it on, a, on a cup, like a big glass, exactly. Could be yeah. glass, yes. Yeah, yeah, really nice. Anyway. It's a country I like very much. But similarly to many people who ask me about Wildman reports in Britain, mm. I would not expect that there should be Wildman reports in Portugal, Portugal, which is why, and Spain, which is why I thought I'd, I'd you know, get in touch with you and, and see see what you know, you know what, what's happening yeah. there. So one and a half years ago, I didn't expect any reports from Portugal also. Mm. I always, I always uh, loved the subject. I always studied the subject mainly online in 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 United States, Canada, mm-hmm. and I always thought, well, one day, I'm going to British Columbia and mm. try to find Sasquatch to study Sasquatch. But I never, I never thought that in Portugal, it could be the thing. So, um, I I started to 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 investigate mainly in the web in the beginning about reports in Europe. Since I knew about the the almas and the almast in mm. the in the Asian part, so there's there's not a, a land a land uh, um, wall separating mm. both the, the 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 land masses, so they could come to Europe. So I thought maybe in Europe there are there are some reports. I knew about the ancient reports, the wild men and the wood woods in um, mm. in Great Britain, and I stopped looking for. For reports and I find I found the, the reports in Spain about uh, Baz, Bazaraun yeah. and in the Pyrenees. So it, it got me very interested and I thought one day I, I must go there. And mm. I start believing that they could be there because the Pyrenees is a, is a very continuous mountain. It's like mm. 300, 300 kilometers to, to one point to the other to connecting the Atlantic to the Mediterranean, you know, mm. to the south. And it's very wide, full of woods, with lots of uh, wildlife, um, red deer. Uh, bears, there are, I think. There are bears also. Mm. Not many, but there are some. Mm. Um, wolves. I mean, it's, it's an amazing place, amazing mm. place to visit. I think it's it's probably wilder than, than the, the Alps. Because the Alps, yeah. it's, I think it's bigger, but they are more more urban, you know, there are more countries oh. like Switzerland, mm. lots of villages, lots of, of cities inside the valleys. Okay. So the, the, in the Alps, you don't have the, the, that kind of wildness that you have mm. on, the, on the Pyrenees. 
and one and a half years ago i went to i went to france uh, with my family just enjoying uh, some vacations and i thought well i'm going to to stop at the pyrenees and see what i'm finding because i i, I also i also saw the report that i that i talked in my video about the um, Peña Montañesa, it's a place near the, the valley of Bielsa, where in the in the 90s, uh, some a group of uh, uh, people that were cutting wood, mm. they saw uh, a bipedal monkey or a, a, mm. a, a hairy man uh, doing some shrieks and doing some very loud noises and climbing to the trees. So I, I, I started by looking at that places and at the beginning, and still in France, I must say, still in France, I visit some woods and I noticed a structure first. But then I looked at the structure and I thought, oh, it must be scouts. Mm. <laughs> it, must be, it must be kids doing this. I was not into, this, into the, 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 the subject. I was not uh, already convinced sure. myself, you know? So when I, when I reached the Pyrenees, I started climbing. I I, I, wore, uh, I I was at the Pyrenees like during one week, hiking yeah. to the into the mountains, and I started noticing the same things that the, those guys in in the, in the United States noticed. So the the broken trees pointing to mm. some 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 directions, and generally not one to the side, one to the other, just pointing to one side. Of course, it it some people could say it could be a storm, but there yeah. were no trees around that seemed to be affected by that kind of phenomena, breaking those trees. I saw some axes. I saw some, some very strange things mm. just near the hiking trail, you know, like saying, this is, this is mine, this is yours. Uh -huh. And in some places I did find my first uh, TP structures. They were, oh. they were big. And that's when everything started for me. I really started believing that they, they, those reports were real, that they were real, they were there, and I, I had to, 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 to investigate and to, 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 to have some answers because it's, it's a really mind-boggling team. Well, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I think once you once you get out there and you see things you can't explain, and of course, you know, similarly with the structures, you know, I've been critical of them in the past, but really only from the point of people not investigating for signs of an animal around them, like footprints or indentations or hairs attached to them and things that could be caught up, I suppose, while they're being made. But I have seen some things. In the past, that I I thought to myself, I can't imagine how any person in the world out here in the middle of nowhere could have made this, you know. And that's um, that's certainly yeah. very you know, very strange. When you start looking at them, you 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 start seeing that the there are they have peculiar ways of being of being built. They mm. how can I say it? You you see that not it was not a human brain mm. to to build that thing because. We, we we do things the easiest way, the the obvious way, and Sasquatch build those things completely the opposite. You can see that in some 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 branches, you have to have like three or four people 
um, picking the, the branches in a certain way for, mm -hmm. for, for another person to put another branch holding the, all those ones together. So oh, okay. it would not yeah. have, it would have, it would have needed more than three or four persons to build such a, such a structure in that, in that way. Okay. And, okay. and um, I do uh, wildlife surveys in my country. That's what I do for a living. I do, oh, okay. Um, uh, mainly in, in environmental impact assessments. Okay. So I, I, I work in, in, the, in the field survey. So now I am two weeks uh, away from my home in the field. And in 20 years of work, I have never seen such a structure and such things in Portugal before. Wow. I mean, so, that's, that really, that's a really strong that's, qualifier. You know what it looks like out there. You know, obviously, then what scouting parties look like as well, how they build, which is, for me, that's a much better qualifier than I saw some structures in the forest. They look weird. You know what they should look like, what they shouldn't. Um, have you noticed anything in these areas where you found these strange structures, um, any differences in animal behavior or, or perhaps even lack of animals or animal noise or, or things like that? No. I really haven't. The, the the places were where I've seen them, they are, they are very different. Um, mm. In Portugal, um, in Portugal, I only found those kind of structures in one in one mountain, in Portugal. Every every other place you don't see them. At least I, I haven't found them, mm. and I and and I go around Portugal a lot every mm. year. So that's what keep me. That's what made me think um, mm. that maybe in Britain if you go into a into a park or into some woods you can find structures but not in Portugal and we also have scouts we also have kids okay why those kids would only do those structures in that place and not on the other places so that's a real really strange yeah comparing, comparing UK Portugal Spain and France and and the United States yeah but uh, regarding your question about animals, I haven't seen any difference. There are usually in those places there are a lot of of game, like okay. like elk, uh, red deer. We call it red deer mm. in Europe, not elk. I, I we call them red deer as well. Yeah, uh, wild boar, uh, roe deer, all, okay. all of those big games. Yeah. You, you, so they they're close yeah. to a food source. Basically, there's a there's a good food source there. That's that's they important. Really use use that that kind of food source. Yes, they mm. have they have it. Um, but um, the the one place in Portugal that I have been finding those structures, they are not they they don't have so many food sources like mm. in terms of of game in terms of meat, they would have to sustain themselves in other ways. Uh -huh. Because that that area doesn't have any 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 deer, mm -hmm. wild boars, and not many. But the structures are in some places around the mountain, not not everywhere. Some mm -hmm. particular places, they they are consistent. Some of them are putting down, and one one week after you have another one. Wow, disappearing. It's some. Yeah, it's really, really strange. And to be honest, when I heard about it here in the UK, when I started 
writing my first book, I I couldn't quite believe it. You know, I, I thought, well, come on, where's the historical sort of background for this? Surely this is just a, a side effect of that Finding Bigfoot program that was popular in the noughties or the the, the beginning of the tens. I mean, and um, surely we're just sort of cottoning onto that a little bit. But then I started looking into the historical background of things like the woodwows here and and hairy men depictions on cathedrals and on tapestries and noble heraldry is it the same situation in portugal and spain as well are they on the churches and the, yes. the tapestries yes um, um they are um, not not so many in 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 our monuments but there are some <laughs> figures like uh, you, you have like gargoyles and right mm. next to the gargoyle, you have a, a wild man type yeah. thing. But in tapestries in Portugal, I haven't seen many, many things. My wife, is she's graduated in, in, in history. She has also graduated in, okay. in archaeology. And she's also uh, help, helping me to find those those kinds of ancient um, um, uh, proofs. Mm. And there are not not many. Like in in the in the 16th century Europe, there was like something that was, uh, how can I say it? It was very common in the 16th century to to for people to to write poems to to do some art around mm. wild men. There was something specific in Central Europe. Not in in Portugal, we didn't have that. But mm. they are also here. In our mythology, yeah. we have something that we call the caretos. And the caretos, it's like an ancient ritual that the historian people say that they are rituals of um, fecundity, of of paganism. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. And all the people, they, they, they use like some vests with collars and some, mm. some, some masks, uh -huh. very similar to what you can find around Europe and in various countries. As you can see in Spain and in Basque country, people dressing themselves like Bazajauns mm. or in the other parts of the Pyrenees or in, Swiss, in Switzerland. Uh, I think in Switzerland it's Krampus and you can yeah. find it yeah. all over. You can find it all over Europe. And they are so, so similar to the hominid bipedal hairy man yeah. that it's 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 mind-boggling and it's 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 difficult to you for you to just believe that they are fecundity rituals or whatever i mean it's hard to dismiss it's really yeah, hard, it's hard to, to dismiss. dismiss yeah and some of the depictions i've seen here in the uk even have conical heads occasionally on some of these old yeah. cathedrals not many but there's a few like that at a time where we had no knowledge of of those types of ape, gorilla type apes we we didn't we didn't have a depiction of that conical-headed ape, you know, within the the fauna that we were aware of. Um, I wondered actually if there's some cultural reason for the lack of depictions in Portugal and Spain, southern Portugal and Spain, and could that be to do with the Moorish um, rule of those countries at a time when Europe, um, because it's you know the medieval period, really when this this legend starts to become really popular in Europe, and at that period and further back the moorish influence especially in in that of depictions not depicting any figures because of the religion of islam could have affected those 
parts of southern Spain and, and Portugal. Do you think there's anything in that at all? I really never thought about that, but mm. uh, uh, I don't think so. It, yeah, I think it was more the church because yeah. uh, when Rome brought Christianity to, to the Iberian Peninsula, to Spain and Portugal, mm. they they started to to destroy everything that was pagan, like uh, deities, everything, and substitute mm. them to to the Christianity deities, to mm -hmm. the saints. Even even the megaliths, you know, like the, the mm. big dolmens with the big rocks like you guys have in Stonehenge. We have some big megaliths in Portugal also. And also the megaliths were built like churches. So they uh -huh. put like walls okay. and they put a roof, the cross on the top. And today you can visit them and they are churches wow. or chapels in the middle of the in the in the middle of nowhere just trees uh, a, a, a plain field full of cows or sheep and and a, a chapel that was uh, an ancient megalith so they they were they were very proficient substituting mm. all those pagan myths and rituals by those christianity diet, deities and you can still see that when you go into the old villages and you ask to the old people about these kind of uh, things about werewolves and mm. uh, sorcery people know a lot about that and they still talk a, a lot about that but it's everything it's also all, always around the devil something with horns mm. the, the werewolves have like um, uh, they are like a mix between a goat and a and the head okay. mm. and the head of a, of a wolf, so they are very very strange and not like uh, those those dogman reports in in yeah. the United States or in the UK or around mm. Europe. And so, whenever and that's my that's what I think. Whenever people see something, even if they see an airy man with a conical shape, mm. they will likely say. That it was the devil, that mm. they will come to, they will come up and say to everyone that they saw a bigfoot or a sasquatch. They don't even know what is a sasquatch or a bigfoot, mm. but they will say it's a devil. So that's my theory. Why in Portugal there are so few reports of of uh, bipedal airy hominids, uh -huh. but um, at least I, I have found two two reports. Um, in the in the mountains in the central of Portugal, that you could say they are they are the 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 bipedal hominid. Very. Could you tell us a little bit about those two reports, the, the descriptions that were given, uh, and the situation as, as they happened? One one of them it was given to my wife in first hand because she, as an historian, she she recollects all the all that knowledge and all that. Uh, ancient knowledge and all those rites and um, and those things around the, the, the that theme and there was a, an old an old um, an old uh, lady that told her it it um, it was not easy for for her to to, to mm. recollect to recollect that that report uh, because first she told oh it was so ugly that i don't even want to tell you what what i think wow. it was something like that but then she insisted because she was living near that old lady, and and then she told her that uh, it was like a big giant 
full of hair, black, and she didn't saw quite well the, the face. So I, I don't really, I can't really tell you if it was, but she, she didn't tell it was a wolf. Or, mm. I think she, she, she really saw it was like a human face. That's mm. why she was so scared that she, she was like a, a little girl and she ran away. But it was many, many years ago in the center wow. of Portugal, in the mountains. Yeah. That's it's, amazing. It's amazing. And there was a, another report as well, you said, the second? And the, and the, yeah, and the second report, it's very close to that one because it's around the Serra da Estrela mountain. It's it's okay. the, Serra da Estrela, it's the, it's the highest peak in Portugal. It's not so uh -huh. high as some peaks in, 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 in Spain. It uh, reached 2,000 meters. Mm -hmm. And that first report is like uh, 150 kilometers apart from the, the, the other report that I told you. Mm -hmm. And it was also uh, an, an old lady that when she was, when she was like five, year, five years old, no, I think 10 years old, 10 years old, she saw when she was, um, she was a shepherd when she was young and she was with the, with the goats in the mountain. And she mm -hmm. saw two, what she described as two cavemen. Because on that time, I think pe um, people were not ed educated. Mm -hmm. Kids have, have already heard about cavemen and that cavemen were full of hair. So that's mm -hmm. what in her mind, I think yeah. she, she came up with a caveman. And she was saying that they were talking to each, with, to each other. And she didn't understand nothing. Wow. And she saw them entering a, uh, a cave and disappeared. Wow. It's amazing. I mean, that, that to me, and you talked about the stories of the, you know, the Almasti in the Caucasus and, and, uh, almost in Asia and how really there's nothing to this, to disrupt a migration from that part of the country. I personally don't think that they would have migrated from there other than they just inhabited Europe and have slowly disappeared in certain areas and perhaps yeah. are still a little bit more prevalent in those pristine areas. That, that mm. shrinked, you know, mm. To, mm. To, to some certain places that they mm. could still be because there are caves, there are mm. uh, probably caves. I think it's, it's got to do with caves because they, unless they are uh, a very normal being with with the capacity of being completely invisible, mm. which I think they can. Um, they also have. I think they have to have caves. They, they, they I think they mm. they live under underground also. That would make sense. Makes sense. You mentioned um, uh, this capacity for disappearing from sight do you think that's invisibility in some sort of supernatural sense or do you think as a master of the forest and I, people mentioned to me they're blended fur colors a lot the grays the browns the blacks all mixed together as one you know within the the leaf littered forest something that's not moving could easily disappear from sight with that kind of coat do you think it's something like that or are you talking yeah. about this thing can cloak, as people call it, all the time and, and disappear from sight completely. I've been hearing those theories also. The the, the more the, the more gigantic is to the more more the animal and more the mm. paranormal 
mm. human type being. And although I, I have a, a scientific background, mm. I cannot say to you and I cannot believe that something completely normal, like an animal, could still live in those conditions, mm. in the places they live. It's not possible. And okay. Maybe North America, maybe some places in the in Siberia, in Africa, mm -hmm. in in Amazon, in the in the Amazon, mm. maybe there are places where uh, they could be, and uh, no one could could find them, but not not in my country, not in the country next door, that's Spain, not mm. in Europe. I don't think so. They they have to to be some to to have some paranormal. We, we yeah. could say paranormal capabilities to 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 go to cloak themselves to to do the various things that I also have experienced. Yeah, and, yeah. I I think it's it's interesting that's in the Bigfoot um, uh, genre. This subject comes up a lot, and what I find with a lot of researchers, uh, myself included, in some respect, is that there's something about our environments that their capacity to remain unseen brings us to the conclusion that they must be either supernatural in in um in their their being or in their ability hmm. so this could be a natural animal i often thought about and i mentioned this a few times the first person in history that you know dived beneath the waves and watched an octopus camouflage itself as a rock not only in color but shape must have thought that that was supernatural yeah. but we know it's not we understand this this um physical ability that it has but to our ancient forebears that's something that's and inexplicable this, Could sorry, it be something? And despite that octopus mm. is able to do that you still know mm. that they are there you still catch that's them. true <laughs> I, I, I heard all of those all of those people the, the yeah. saying about uh, all the tigers and all those rare yeah. animals. I mean, how many times did you see a tiger or a bear? But yeah. they are they are still being seen. They are they are still being. But catched, we know they're there. That's what you're saying. Yeah. That's why they are rare. Mm. Even in in Siberia, there are the there are the the Siberian tigers. They are very yeah. rare. Yeah. But they are still being captured. So yeah. why not uh, the Bigfoot is being captured also, even if, if he could cloak, mm -hmm. it's completely impossible in my opinion. Okay. And, I, and, I, and I work with, with animals, with big... With as a naturalist, big, yeah. So, as yeah. a naturalist, hobbyist, uh, mm -hmm. since my early, uh, early childhood, yeah. I love the team. I'm a keen bird watcher. I know all the birds in Europe and I've seen them all. Uh, and I think it's not possible. Wow. It's not possible. So this is, I mean, this is a, a startling opinion, really, Rui, and a, a quite a damning indictment for the, the, the flesh and blood Bigfoot because you're a scientist, you're a naturalist. Well, you're they are flesh uh, and blood. They are flesh and blood. Oh, really? You think? They have, oh, but with supernatural ability. Yes, yes, completely. With, ah. with, 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 we call it supernatural. Maybe in 2500 years, it's, it, science yeah. could explain that, but now we call it supernatural. We don't okay. know. We okay. don't even know if they have some sophisticated gear that can do that for them uh-huh okay maybe they are more advanced we, we really don't know but i have been experiencing some, some very strange things 
what kind of my, things during my research some mind speak oh really me, me and my wife uh -huh. i have been having some images mm -hmm. and uh, my wife vera she has has heard voices and something communicating with her and uh, all the things that i have been recording so they mess with my with my camera i have a, a new fancy group pro 11 that sometimes they, she, they it, it goes berserk it goes oh, really <laughs> yeah completely berserk and but outside and, of these areas where you think they inhabit the camera works perfectly well yeah yeah okay so and this and, is and an then, interesting thing could, could they have um, somebody mentioned infrasound before, and I looked at this once or twice, this infrasound. There was a recording here that a friend, a researcher, gave to me, mm -hmm. and um, it was recorded after a strange incident in a place called Harwood Forest, which is in Northumberland. And um, he'd had a sighting there years ago, and him and his friend were researchers, avid researchers, not afraid to be in the forest, looking for the creature. And one night, they'd set there. Uh, infrasound recorder up in a tree hidden it and suddenly they both felt really really uneasy and they both said you know what let's just go back and sleep in the car tonight and they left the forest and slept in the car park outside in the car and the next day they came back they got the infrasound recorder they checked it a little later in the day or the week or whatever and found you know below at the infrasound level this strange rumble you know, as in a sort of a low growl that would have been imperceptible to the ears. And I started to think, why would they leave this area? Were they pushed out with this the effect, this infrasound? And could that also have an effect on electrical equipment in some way or some aspect of that ability? So what do you think about that? I think it can be both things. I think they could have, like, been mind speak to leave. And they just mm -hmm. accept it like a, a mm -hmm. thought of their own. That they, they when the first time I have I have experienced mind speak, I didn't even think it was mind speak. I think it was yeah. me uh, having a thought that that, that, I, that my own thoughts, yeah. you know. But um, then I I start I I realized it was not. I, I'm going to tell you something that that went with me and my wife in the in the in the Basque region in the Pyrenees. Mm -hmm. Uh, we went to, to check some some structures that we have previously seen. This before. is in Irun. Uh, yes. This is Irun. in Irun, Nevada. Yes, near Irun. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And um, uh, I was driving my car because I was I was leaving the area. I, I mm. checked all the other things that I wanted to check. I checked all the all the all the structures to see if they if if some some branches were headed or some, mm. some structures were put into the ground, some new ones could come up. So when I was leaving, I was driving my car near a, a wood of beech trees. So there was not undercover, almost any undercover beneath the, the beech trees. And it was winter, so there was no leaves. You could see through the forest mm -hmm. and a small beech tree near the near the the, the road started to shake um without mm. anything moving it it was completely isolated from any other mm. any other small tree and when i was driving i was seeing that thing shaking and i i i, I waited like for one two seconds i did the curve with my car mm. and i said to my wife 
that bush started started to shake without anyone. It's no wind. There was no cow, uh, mm-hmm. no cow, no animal near the bush. It started to shake, and she told me. Uh, ah, oh, and I immediately when I saw that I immediately saw in my mind the 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 that small beech tree and i saw like a figure of a hominid very dark i could not tell the the, the face mm. or the the nose the i could only see the 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 silhouette and like they mind speak to me the image that was happening there so they they like told me that the, the those that tree was shaking because there was something near it that was shaking it mm. and a few seconds uh, after my wife told me she, she 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 when 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 i told her that she 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 stayed like very pale mm-hmm. and she told me oh a few minutes before i asked them telepathically to show themselves and why in this trip they were not showing themselves to me why they were not speaking to me because she mm. She has a lot more, a lot more than than I do about the, that mind speak. She she has heard them speaking to her voices, like a deep masculine voice. Mm-hmm. And when she told, when she told that, when she she put that that thought to them, like why aren't why aren't you showing something to me? I told them I start to see that bush shaking. It was just. Mm-hmm sequential you know and she got very pale after i I told her that it was very strange very strange it's like they they were interacting with both of us but differently but in the end everything came up together you know very strange i mean it's it's and for people out there listening i imagine it's very hard to accept such a thing because people always think we often um, manifest philosophically and personally that which we wish to to see. So, from a logical point of view, as a scientist as well, you probably appreciate how that might be hard for some people to accept. But I think you know I've heard these types of stories so often that it's hard for me to really brush it off. You know, it's hard for me to brush it off because although nothing like that has ever happened to me, I've heard so many people that I trust. Out there in the field to say, yeah, I was there and something told me to get out, you know, and then I went out and then I saw something on my way out or um, it wasn't a feeling. I was literally told to get out. And it reminds me of the big gray man of Ben McDuey and Philip Moore that most people um, who've experienced it on the mountain say they experience a feeling of dread and warning that they have to get off the mountain straight away. And some were even felt that they were told to throw themselves from the mountain in Scotland. Mm. And that's a strange thing because they were all lucid people who said they would never do such a thing. And yet they were overcome suddenly. And the urge to jump off the mountain was overwhelming. I thought, wow, you know, that's, isn't that a strange thing? That's not how you expect a prompt to feel that, that it almost takes away your control. You know, yeah. so that's, I, you know, I definitely, definitely think there's something in that. What do you think then about um, the different types of wild men around the world? Because you have Bigfoot in America, 
and the Sasquatch, if you will. And that seems to be, uh, I know Dr. Jeff Meldrum talked about different types in this big man-ape type with that flat foot. And then the wild man in Europe and Asia seems, or at least in you know, Central Asia, seems to be more uh, human-like, at least in uh, in stature or in, in its uh, the morphology of its feet, which have that little arch as well. Do you think there are different types or do you think this is something more like, you know, you've got a polar bear, a black bear, a grizzly bear. They're all bears, but they are different in some way, variable within the species. That example what are your that thoughts? you're saying, they are still different species. So black bear, polar bear, still different species. Mm. So I don't know if there are different species of Bigfoot. Maybe there mm. are. Maybe there are different races. We, 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 we all, all, all as humans are not equal. To the same, mm. some someone taller, some with broad nose, some with uh, aquiline mm. nose, some more darker, some more white, red hair, blonde hair. I really don't know. They 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 can probably show some different uh, characteristics around the world, mm. and uh, and um, it could be also different species. Who knows? Who knows? Mm. And where where are they coming from? Because one thing that I think I notice it's the more reports, more and more reports each year. I think they are becoming more 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 seen and more uh, available even in Europe. In, I've, I've mm -hmm. been talking to a lady in, in in Germany. All the woods around her are full of of structures also and things appearing from nowhere. So and interesting. Why, why why in, in those countries or UK you can see a lot of forests with those structures and in Portugal you can only see them in see them in one or two places. So mm. it's it's a it's a little bit strange. But when I analyze all those stories, um the the karst, you know the karst, the the caves cave systems in Calcareous yes. mountains. Mm. So they form big carts, they are excavated by the water. Mm. And all in generally, the, their presence are associated with with those big caves. Okay, okay, that would make sense. I don't know if you have a similar situation in Portugal actually, but here we have a lot of abandoned mines, uh, not just coal mines from the recent shutdowns mm -hmm. in the 80s, but we have tin mines from hundreds of years ago uh, that are still you can still get into you know, the, the small tiny openings, but they're completely untenanted and most of the time. People, apart from the odd exploratory cavers, that's a, a fad here thing that people are doing. People don't know that they're there. They exist in forests and you know in hills and um, sparse places where people don't walk anymore. It's off the beaten track. So I think. Everywhere has room for something to live. You mentioned Portugal is small, but it's not small on foot. It's not small if you're walking, you know, it's small if you're flying and, and, and taking the train or whatever. But, it, you know, for an animal to exist in that environment, there are untrodden paths, I think, that, um, that these, these animals could live outside of. Um, talking about, um, talking about evidence, you said that you saw a silhouette when the, the tree was being shaken there in Iran in um in the Vara. Is is would you say that that was a sighting? Would you classify that as a sighting? Because you know people say seeing is believing. I, I really could... don't know because I, I I think about that a lot because and, yeah. and, and 
I, I question myself a lot about that image because sometimes I think, no, it's my it's my own imagination. Mm. But generally, when I imagine one thing, I can imagine further. So I can imagine the nose, okay. the nostrils. And I still today, I cannot go further than that blurred image mm. of a bipedal figure. And silhouette, it's very strange. It's like a block. I cannot tell you how the face is. I cannot imagine a face and that figure. Mm. It's very strange. So I really don't know if it's um, if it's a sighting. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think it's a sighting. I think um, it's good that you're skeptical because you know to to question yourself. It it, it means you're still you're still on top I'm, of, I'm, of the objective. I'm, I'm, you still have an objective yeah. line of sight. Yes, I must be. I must. I must. Um, I must do that always because it's 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 a very thin um, uh, lane. If you mm. go on that uh, woo stuff and you lose your own your own ground, you know, then you start mm. uh, you start seeing uh, faces and shapes in every foliage, in every photograph. I don't I don't do that. Yeah. I don't I don't think that those are the, the road to paradolia is one uh, the yeah, hard the one to return from. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I've seen so many pictures like that. I did something very mean in the early days when I was I was public with um Bigfoot and I've become so fed up I guess with these book uh, groups with a, a closer blurry picture of some bushes and then you know the circle and everybody's saying, well done, you know, hundreds of comments, keep up the great work. And I, I posted something on my page, which was just, I literally walked to the forest beside the house, not a big forest, maybe a mile wide, mm. clicked a fi- uh, picture and said, in this photo, put some red circles, two Bigfoot, uh, a juvenile dog man and a dog man yeah. mother. Yeah. And even put a smiley face next to it. And I got about a hundred comments saying, this is fantastic. And I can see them. And I think there's also a third dog band. There. And I was like, come on, please. Yeah. Like, I can't even mock you. You're making it hard. <laughs> You're making it hard to yeah. even, I feel bad. Uh, whereas because it's really beginning to find, to find some human faces on mm. those conditions. And if you have clouds, you also will going to find a big foot on the clouds. Yeah, if, of if course. You want. Of course, but, uh, of course. Yeah, what about that, that? What about that aspect of things, though? What do you think about that? Because, um, of course, you know, in a place like the Pyrenees, there's plenty of monster imposters as well. There are wolves. There are large deer. There's bears that are rare. Um, and it's a okay, imagine this on European brown bears. Is that the species of there? Yes, yeah. So, you know, that's a large creature as well. Yeah. Um, seeing one of those standing up in a silhouette in the dark, you know, partially obscured by trees, could also have quite a startling effect. Now, I don't believe that's what you saw, because you know your animals, but mm-hmm. how often do you think people, even people who live in the region, who probably rarely see bears, could mistake one yeah. for some sort of bipedal hominid? I think people living in the region, since they were a child, they, they they would know those those animals very 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 easy they are they are um, habituated to them so i don't think they would those those kind of mythology would mm. uh, come up around a, a silhouette of a bear in the night or in the fog they they have they have more into it they have lot of uh, of, of, of stories in the the 
and in if you go into the Pyrenees, you you mm. in in the in the internet you you only hear about the Basahaun because in the Basque country mm. and it it's in a, in some blogs. But if you go into the Pyrenees, each valley has its own name for the creature. Almost. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Now that to me, and I I did include the Basahaun and um in my recent book, and it, I was fascinated by it, even though there were only a few recent sightings, like when you mentioned a few others, the one at the church as well, I just you know, I just thought it, it was amazing to me. I, some people pointed out the similarities with some of the, the Basque costumes in celebration of it to the mm-hmm. the shepherding god Sylvanus, you know, the keeper Sylvanus. of the sheep. I always thought with the woodwoes, for example, with the club carrying woodwoes uh, of Europe, that Heracles was a better fit from that perspective. You know, the Hercules, the god Hercules, who was meant to be strong and hairy and have this, this big club that he defeated all of these enemies with. Do you think that those ancient forebears, like the, the, the pagan forebears, like the satyr, the fawn, gods like Hercules and Sylvanus, could be, could have been ways to explain the wild man as people saw it? Or do you think? In the reverse, uh, they've led to these Walpan legends. I think so. They could have um, every every legend, every myth has something in with truth in mm. the beginning. If, even if it's it, mm. it's it's enlarged and it's not correct in the beginning, there's something into it. So, I guess I guess yes. The fauns, the satyrs, the all the wild men stories have have something to do with the with the wild man with the homme sauvage in France. Uh, all of that, yeah. For sure, for sure. Even the caretos in Portugal. Yeah. What is it called in Portugal, please? Caretos, caretos. Caretos. What does it mean, literally? It, it, it comes from cara, and cara yeah. comes from mask, like a face. Ah, okay. In the, in the south of Spain, you have the Nevada, the, the Nevada mountains, and they call them ah. mono, monos caretos. And monos, monos caretos. Monkey. Monkey. Oh. With a mask, with a mask, something like that. But monkey. This it's it's the it's the it's mm. the only place in, in the Iberian Peninsula in Spain that I know of them calling them monkeys. Wow, monos caretus, uh, and uh, just caretus in Portugal. Yeah, because the language has a common yeah. necessity, so the, yeah. the, the yeah. some words are, are almost the same. Yes. Yeah. But in Portugal, only state the caretus. The caretus, yes. Would Caretus only mean mask then, or masked one, or mask face? What, what, what do you think it literally means? I think it derives only from mask, from, mask, from a, yeah. yeah, from a mask, from a face, an mm. angry face, or a mm. old face, something like okay, that. like and an ogreish kind of face, ogreish kind of face, and even today yeah. they they use those costumes and they build like uh, masks in wood. And okay. sometimes they put some horns into it, some devilish. Oh, they do that in Portugal. Yeah, they do that in Portugal. What what, what festival is that for? Um, there are in in a few places in the mm. in the northern part in Trás-os-Montes. Okay. There are some villages that that still have them by the uh, by the the carnival. Wow. Um, around that that uh, that uh, epoch. So if, if you can if 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 you go into the internet, you can find for. Caretos and Caretos Lanzarin. Lanzarin, mm. it's not a village, and, and in that, that place they put some vests uh, with um, with hay, 
So mm. they are all, all brownish with some big wood masks with horns. They are wow. much more like uh, uh, apish type thing, hominid, yeah. than the other ones in Putens because they they use those vests, but they are very colorful, like green, okay. yellow, mm. red. You 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 generally don't see uh, or don't uh, see the similarities with the hairy hominid with those with that kind of of. Uh, of Does it happen normally in the spring or? Um, yeah, it's like so. It's like a, a harvest, a spring fertility. Yeah, and it's type still, of time. Yeah, the the those those fests are still in February during the carnival. Oh, that's every amazing. Year, every year, and in I Spain the that. same. In Spain yeah. The same. Bucket list. That's going to have to be the next um, on the list, as well as a, a, a visit to um, you know, the caves at Istritz and uh, Irun and Navarra as well. In the Basque. I've been to the Basque country in the past. And I, I uh, both the, the Spanish and French Basque, and I just love the Basque people. You know, they've got a special, special place for me. It's just a wonderful, wonderful place. Um, just yeah, before we we wrap up, Rui, just uh, let everybody know where they can find you, um, how they can support you, and and what your, your plans for the future are. Um, yeah, the people can find me in Sasquatch Southwest uh, Europe in the YouTube. I have been uploading my, my videos. They are not mm. up to date because my experience are from a year ago, so I'm, I'm putting the, the things that I have collected in the past. And they can support me by seeing my my journey it's, it's my mm. journey that's what I, I i'm i'm i like to call it because it it is it is it is a journey and it's still happening from 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 day to day it's, it's some, some 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 weird things that are still happening the weird things are the best things um really thanks so much i advise i admonish recommend everybody to get out there and watch the videos i watch them regularly and i really really like them and feel connected and excited that there's a european phenomena happening and most of all that somebody is looking into it because it's so rare on our european side that there are people like you have in north america doing this so you know thank you for doing that Rui. you've been amazing thank you for coming on yeah i hope so i hope a lot more people are, are going to to the to the field and uh, sharing their experiences around Europe and UK, then we 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 have to get to get some answers from it. We need them. We need them. Let Let's hope it's us. Find <laughs> them. Yeah. Thank you. Bye bye. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Bye bye, Andy.